The following program comes to you from the M&L Studios. <laughs> Some things never change. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, welcome back in to the Mark and Linda podcast. I'll give you the details of whatever the fuck it is that's going on shortly. Stand by. Uh, today, comments with Skeeter. A very short and brief on this day in history. And we will be celebrating today because it is Dog Day. What is a true story about yourself that no one would believe you if you told them? Does your dog get stressed when you leave the house? Oh, yeah. Details and hints as to how to help that. At first, and this, by the way, is not not me. I don't know what's going on. Um... (laughs) She said, at first, I thought my husband was constipated. He wasn't. Proof of guilt can lie in the smallest places. What the hell? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why it's doing that has to be something with the electricity went off when we were gone. I don't know. Well, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to... No, I'm not. Let me me see. Hang on. We'll just limp through it. But it is delayed. I probably should reboot it. I'm going to. Let's do it after the show. Well, but it's going to do that the whole time probably. And I don't know why. I digress. Well, let me. I'm just going to reboot it. Stand by. Uh, I tell you what. Reboot, refresh. We're all sick and tired of it. Yeah, well, so am I. Um, I tell you what. While I'm doing this, why don't we do comments so I can reboot this? No, we can't do comments because I need the music. All right, <laughs> all right here we go. Wait, wait, wait. What? Eric, who is on Skype, is trying to get your attention. Uh, hi, no, Eric. No, no, no. No, he's not. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. I was screwing with my camera. Sorry. <laughs> All right, Eric. We'll see Am you. Am I in the a problem? Minute. Am I the problem? You want me to dial in later? Boy, I wish you were. It would be so simple. No, it has nothing to do it. All right, Eric. Hi, we'll Linda. see you in a minute. Hi. I'll explain to you why and who Eric is momentarily. I'm going to reboot this right now. Uh, okay. This is not good. No, it's fine. That I'm means reboot- it's not going to come back up. And hey, hey, we hey. all hate it when it doesn't come back up. It's going to come back up. Don't worry. Uh, and if it doesn't, I'll figure it out. Um, so today, and this is why Eric is is on. Uh, there is a bit, and I'll fully explain all this. I refer to it as the bit that was, and then it wasn't, and now it will be again. I'll give you full details momentarily. Also, uh, we're going to talk about the book itself. Uh, hang on, I got to do this again. <laughs> All right, now, I think it did it. Yeah, the RG is back. 
All right, we'll see if that's All right, we're starting over. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Status of the book and the timeline. So uh, it's good to have the announcement out. I got really, really just tired of hints and this and that, and, and it was good to just say it and have it out there. And... Um, there is a, a unique and wonderful energy that's happening behind this, and I think a lot of that is because the, the very foundation of this book that I've written and what we're doing with the proceeds that we earn from this effort are going to puppies and kittens. And because of that, the response that I'm getting from anybody and everybody that's working on this is just a warm, wonderful, pure place. You know, this is not about profit for one or two or five individuals. This is about doing something good for the world. And I can't tell you how good that makes me feel. Uh, And I think it's gonna be the same for many of you. And so we're still working, you know, the the hardcover. Linda, how many hardcovers do we have? Like 400 something? Yes, we're in the 400s now. All right, so it's gonna sell out. They're trickling now. We went from... From y'all crashing the website. Yeah, because you did. It was the M&L fans that crashed it. Well, (laughs) I love y'all. Do you know, honestly, that I went to a company that sells gigs. They sell power. That's what they do. And I bought... 50 gigs of power. I bought them and they're attached to your website. And the idea is really smart because I was told to do this by engineers that as many of you come in a rush, the power that's needed is then additionally added to your site so that it doesn't crash. So here's what I'm saying to you. I was ready for you. Yeah. And you fuckers crashed 50 (laughs) gigs, 50 gigs of power. You still brought it down. And a team of people had to take five minutes and troubleshoot it to get it back up. Mark was walking into KLOS that interview, knowing that his website was down and we were all fucking sweating. Hey guys, honestly, that's one of the hardest things I've ever done because I was sitting in the green room at KLOS and I had already made the announcement to Mark and Linda fans. And I'm walking, literally walking into the room to make the announcement about the book and put the book on sale. You Mark and Linda fuckers had brought the website down. So as I'm walking in there, I'm about to announce a book and a website where you could buy it and nobody was gonna be able to get to it. So I was freaked when I walked in there, but it got announced, the website got back up, and out of 5,000, we've got 400 or so. 461. So it is gonna sell out, and so if you want a hard copy of that book, then you should go to myadventureswithmarkandbrian.com. Once they're gone, they're gone. We're not gonna make any more. Don't forget. You get your holiday bookmark slash ruler. Well done. Yeah. That was well done. Did yeah. you write that down? I did not. That was perfectly mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it is. The holiday bookmark slash ruler. See, my name is Mark, and it's a book, so bookmark. It's perfect. Slash ruler. 
because we did a lot of research and we found that 97% of people when they're reading, they get this strange urge to stop down and measure something six inches or less. That's why we put the ruler on the other side. Only way you can get that is with the hardcover, so keep that in mind. Um, Saban Show. That is December 3rd. That will be at the Saban Theater in Beverly Hills. And I did um, a TikTok talking about the fact that we're thinking about opening up the tickets early to Mark and Brian fans, Mark and Linda fans. That's not thinking. We are going to do that. Um, we just have to figure out how. We're, we, we have a Zoom on that next week. Yeah. Um, here's the bottom line. I wrote this book for Mark and Brian fans. I designed this show at the Saban for Mark and Brian fans. Mark and Brian fans are the only people that I want in the room. I've got a massive guest list. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. I'm not going to tell you who that is until we have opened up the tickets to Mark and Brian fans. Because if I gave one name, the fans of that person would fill the room and I don't want them. I want you. So we're going to give you early access and you can buy as many as you want. Well, we also are putting in precautions to try to keep out the scalpers. Yeah. They like if you see tickets for this show at the Saban on sale for thousands of dollars, that's not us. Right. That's scalpers. Right. And and we're trying to to cut that, but that's one of the things the Zoom is about. So just know this. Mark and Linda fans, as I've said, are special and you clearly will have early access. There are several websites that are tribute sites for the Mark and Brian program. Two of them are really good, really genuine, uh, and we're going to lump them into it. So there's only 2,000 seats in this Saban, fairly small. Um, it's going to sell out, and I would love it if it sold out to you, and here's why I think it will. I haven't even booked another appearance on Heidi and Frank to sell tickets because I don't think there's going to be any. No, nah, there won't be any. I think once we open it to Mark and Linda and the Mark and Brian fans, I think the tickets are going to be gone. So um, we're doing it. It's just a matter of when. And so we're having a Zoom with the people at the Saban. All the T's will be crossed. All the I's will be dotted. We'll do everything possible. And then the website will crash again and, <laughs> and nobody will get anything. That's just the way it is. Can't control it. There's a lot going on. There is. In fact, um, one of the guys, um, I used to work for a, a radio station in Montgomery. It was the first radio station where uh, I was truly successful because it was FM. And he wanted to interview me. And so he reached out to my publicist to schedule an interview down close to the release date. And my publicist sent this guy um, an ARC, which is short for advanced reader copy of the book. And she sent it to him. He read it. And then he got up on social media and he started telling fans some of the things that are in the book. Not, not to the point that I would step in and go, dude, what are you doing? It was the thing where he was just saying, this is great. Mark yeah. is doing this and Mark is doing that in the book. So we didn't step in. We found it to be good praise. He, he wasn't giving up any hit tidbits or, 
uh, tips that, that that are in the book. Um, it wasn't a problem. It was good to have. So a lot of things are happening behind the scenes that you don't know about, but it's all good. Everything so far is moving smoothly, except for you fuckers that crashed my website <laughs> and I bought 50 gigs of power. It's not supposed to happen, and yet it did. So I, I know that a lot of you think uh, high of yourself for doing that. Frankly, I do too. Um, I had to go to the doctor. I'm 66, so I had to go to the doctor. It was your annual physical. Your well check. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm in there and I'm talking with this tool and Linda's in there because when they look at me and say, what medications do you take? I, I don't know. I tell them, I take a blue one. There's two that are clear and there's no, one oh that's Oh God, white. you take a blue one so now everybody's gonna think it's Viagra. <laughs> no, no. And so Linda's there to inform them exactly what I take and how many milligrams are. And to make sure that you get it refilled. Because one time, one year, I let you go by yourself and nothing got done. So now I have to go. One year, I let you yeah. go by yourself. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I'm talking to this doctor. And after they go through your medications, they get to the, the questions about this and that and whatever. And as I said, I'm 66 and I... <laughs> We got to the part where he said, um, do you find yourself to be stable on your feet? And I said, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I said, when he's not wearing the stupid flip-flops. Well, I then, after she butted in <laughs> with that, because he looked at me and he said, well, what is that about? And I said, well, I did do a header in the garage. <laughs> Uh, but 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 it was because of the flip-flops they got stuck on the floor and i i sprawled uh and he said you know with that doctor look does this happen often <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I said no i just no i i'm good i said no because i won't let him wear the flip-flops anymore he said so how are you when you first stand up like after sitting and i said well you know I have to stabilize, uh, and it is that thing where if I've sat for five or ten minutes, if I stand up, you can hear it. You can hear your knee. And that got a giggle from him, but it's just when your doctor starts getting into, are you stable on your feet? You can laugh at that. But we're at that age where shit starts happening. That's the thing. That's the fucking thing, and I am. 66 are you stable on your feet i'll get up and show you how motherfucking stable i am <laughs> bitch start talking to me so the uh the elvis movie um when the movie came out uh myself amy and katie went and saw it and i just loved it and shouted the praises of austin butler because he is going to win the Academy Award for Best Actor. It's not even close. That, that, that situation is done. He wins. Um, we're watching it. Linda's now watching it for the first time. Yep. Mark, of course, bought it since it's for sale now. Well, I'm going to buy it. Of course, I'm going to buy it. Yeah. And, and so I'm watching it. And for the, you know, you, you've, you've done this. You see a movie that you really loved. And then the second time you see it, you see a whole bunch of other stuff, which is what's happening to me. We're only about 45 minutes in. And the first time I watched it, I was watching Austin Butler because you 
he pulls focus. You can't help but watch what he does in this film. But this time, I'm watching and focusing on what a genius piece of work Baz Luhrmann did in this film. The vignettes, the way that he presented these segments is pure and simple genius. And so it's going to be nominated for Best Picture. I don't know that it'll win, but I do think Baz Luhrmann has a genuine shot at Best Director. And so Linda and I are watching it. I love it. Yeah. And you keep talking about Austin Butler. I want to talk more about Tom Hanks. Talk about him. Because he is fabulous in this. I was afraid I was going to get, you know, Forrest Gump all over again, and I'm not getting that at all. Well, plus he's, I mean, he's Tom Hanks. So you can't give a guy like Tom Hanks a role and not know that he's going to give it 100%. Mm-hmm. Because this movie um, is really quite literally it isn't a biopic this is the story the very sad story of what happened inside the dynamic of the relationship between elvis and the colonel now i've known about this story for years but it took 50 years to get it to the screen and even though it's late in coming uh it doesn't it doesn't take away from the sheer sadness of what went on there in that relationship. Pure and simple manipulation by a master to a person who was susceptible to it. But that takes nothing away. This is an amazing film. It is. And like I said, Mark bought it. But if you want to, you can rent it and watch it. But so far, to me, it's worth it. Well, uh, we're going to continue. And I I told Linda this because as I was sitting in the theater, the movie is two hours and 45 minutes long. And when I was sitting in the theater watching it the first time, I felt the length. You understand? I felt it. But there is no time in the movie where you're looking at the screen in the middle of a scene and you're thinking, oh, this scene doesn't need to be in there. They could have cut this. There's none of that. It simply took this long to tell this story in the way that Boz Lerman is telling it. And you're going to feel the power of Boz Lerman. This I've watched several documentaries on the making of this. And Boz Lerman, it's amazing he get he got it done. So many people worked on this. So I couldn't shout the praises more. You don't have to be an Elvis fan to appreciate this story. Yeah. You just don't. I agree. So we're going to continue with that horseshit. What else? What else? That's it. Am I stable on my feet? No, you're sitting down. All right. Well, with that in mind, let's do some of this. And now... Hey, Rocky, watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat. Again? Nothing up my sleeve. Bristol! Wrong hat. I take a seven and a half. Now here's (laughs) something we hope you'll really like. And now, with comments... Here is Skeeter. All right, so I don't have a lot of comments because most of the people were on our website saying that they bought a book, which thank you very much, and others were saying that they were having trouble buying the book before it all got fixed, but I do have a couple of comments. Let me also throw this in because I forgot to mention it. Linda and I are going to be continuing the podcast when we head back to California. I've got some equipment that will allow us to do it from wherever we are. 
and it's not going to be the oh, production. Oh, oh, you mean like it, it was this morning? Yeah. Right at the top of the hour? It perfection, was you smooth mean? Smooth smelling. <laughs> Complete perfection. No, it, but, but there's a lot of information that we're going to need to unveil to you. So the podcast will continue because we head back um, early October and we'll stay there until the end of the year. Also, um, wait, what was I going to say? I don't know. Uh, it, it left me. All right. Uh, okay. Oh, we don't know if it's going to be on a Friday. You know, we got to we have to work all this shit out. Right. Okay. Uh, Maggie Franklin says, "Fuck you, Mark. I spent 20 minutes trying to buy this book only to get sent to an error page. Mm-hmm. All the while <laughs> cursing your name and hoping you choke on a bag of dicks." Wow. I finally got through and bought your book. I fucking love you again, but I love Linda more. <laughs> <laughs> and then Devin chimed in. Took me a fucking hour choke on a box of dicks mark wow all for a bunch of fucking dogs i don't know and cats who gives a <laughs> shit about cats <laughs> i i concur mm, gosh <laughs> and then patty b says looking forward to getting the book thanks for years of entertainment and sharing your heart and soul and all of your top 10 lists <laughs> here is a list of top 10 reasons why we love mark 10 he loves his dogs Nine, he shares his life with us stupid listeners. Mm. Eight, he never stops creating, painting, acting, podcasting, DJing on the podcast once in a while, and now writing. God, I'm something. Yeah, you are something. Uh, Seven, he loves his kids, their spouses and grandkids, and recognizes their individuality and laughs when they get frustrated with him. Fuck them. Six, his cool stories and music. Mm. Five, his love of movies. Mm. Four, his love of Elvis. Ah. Three, he laughs at his colossal errors. <laughs> Motorhome, roller skating, fireworks, palm trees on fire. Number two, he loves Linda and shares her with us on the podcast. And number one, his laugh. <laughs> and I have to agree, that's the best laugh in the world. And that's comments. All right. Uh, so I'm going to blow through these because I want to get to Eric. Uh, and that sounded weird. But here we give you history. 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 That happened and we all let it happen. So the question looms, what were you doing on this day back in 1971? It was this day that Eric Clapton releases Layla. And the question was posed uh, to Eric on why Layla and other Derek and the Domino songs hold up so well when they're played unplugged. It's simple music. Those songs were written out of a desire to play live and they stand the test of time. They always feel good to play and it's like a small band dynamic, you know. So it can be elaborated on, but you can also strip it down and the songs hold up. I got to go back. I had a girlfriend in high school and this song was, you know, played all the time. And um, 
whenever the opening line of Layla would play on the radio, she would sing along to it. Low, the tone was low. You could barely hear what she said, but she would always sing, what do you do when you get horny? She thought those were the lyrics. (laughs) I had to tell her otherwise. I don't know. I like horny better. While I'm not necessarily a fan of Eric Clapton's politics, uh, you can't disregard the man's talent for music. It was on this day back in 1969, the Rolling Stones hit number one and got a gold record for Honky Tonk Woman. is so good. It was also on this day in 1973, the University of Texas becomes the first school to offer a course in belly dancing. Ah. I'm a little surprised it would happen in Texas, (laughs) but God love them. It was also on this day, 1968. Where were you? What were you doing? When the Beatles hit number one with this. Hey Jude, don't make it bad. Take a sad song and make it better. Remember to let her into your heart. Then you can start to make it better. It was also on this day back in 1967, at that point, a little known Jimi Hendrix releases Purple Haze. was also on this date 1971 the stones release sticky fingers the album and on it 
was the song Brown Sugar. Uh, Keith Richards and Charlie Watts reflect on the song Brown Sugar. Brown Sugar is a mixed song. He basically wrote the whole thing. Some songs are good to play and some songs are awkward, even though they're not hard to play. You know, they don't fall the same. Brown Sugar is one of them. Well, it swings a lot, actually, in a, in a sort of uh, funny way. So I wanted to uh, bring in a fella, and, and there's a specific reason I do this. Uh, this gentleman I was introduced to when I started doing Mark in the Morning for 100.3 The Sound. His name is Eric Harthen. Um, joining me on that show was Gina Grant, and it was my first time to work full-time with a female co-host. And Gina was as great as she was on the air. She was even stronger off. There was nothing that I could bring up, like a topic or something I needed, where Gina would open her Rolodex and say, I got a guy. I had mentioned that I needed um, a voice actor, somebody good, uh, talented uh, to do comedy bits with. And she goes, God, have I got the guy. And, um, it, you know, based on her very strong attitude toward him. It was kind of sight unseen. Uh, his name is Eric Harthen, and he cracked me up every single day that we did the sound. I couldn't wait to hear the bits, and uh, it's because he's so good at what he does, and I bring him up for a reason, and I'll fully explain that. Uh, he's with us via Zoom, and it took both of us a while to figure it out. Um, <laughs> Eric, good morning. Hey, good morning, Mark. How are you? I'm good, buddy. Um, so this is how long ago? This is when you, when we worked together. That what you were just talking about. My son is nine right now. This is this is my son when we started working together. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, well, is Crazy. he is he learning the tricks of the trade from the old man or no? He, you know, his sister is a little bit more ambitious. But he will come down and tool around with the microphones and stuff when I'm not looking. Be like, hey, what are you doing in there? You find anything interesting in there? Well, what <laughs> I wanted she, to She's the one who likes doing voices. What I wanted to do is kind of explain to all of you, first of obviously the reason why I'm doing this, but also give you a little bit of insight into what goes on inside an entertainment-based radio show or even a television show. Because I find it, even now, having done it for years, I still find it interesting, the process. Because yeah. what's beautiful about it is that the process is age old. The process that they used to go through 
in the golden age of television and radio, it hasn't changed because nothing that's better than that original process has come up. So we still do it in the same way. So I'll kind of get into that as we move through, but I wanted Eric to do this. So um, this takes me to the day that I was going to go in to Heidi and Frank and announce the book. I had prepared just, I mean, you can ask Linda, I had four things that were huge. First of all, I was going to have my buddy Kevin Pollock come in and Kevin was going to introduce my announcement as Christopher Walken. Now, I don't have to tell you that uh, <laughs> Kevin's Christopher Walken is viewed as the best out there. And so that was gold. I've got that. Then I was going to have Dave Coulier come in and for no obvious reason, part of the fanfare before I announced the book was going to be him doing situational hand farting by request. Obviously, you have to have that. You have to have that. Then I was going to have a trumpet player. And then as fanfare four, the final thing, I was going to have three dogs howl on cue. Okay? So, so it was perfect. I mean, the plan was set. Yeah, it all worked out. I did on paper. So quite literally, it started... It started to unravel a week before. <laughs> we get word from the people that were handling the dogs that to get them to come in and howl on cue, I had four dogs set. It was going to be $500 <laughs> an hour per dog, per fucking dog. All right, this is, this is factual. So I said, I'm not paying any dog $500 to come do anything so the dogs are out but i'm thinking fine i've still got dave coulier i've got kevin pollock and i've got the trumpet kid i'm good fuck the dogs not fuck the dogs but because i'm you know we're doing this for the dogs but those particular dogs five hundred dollars an hour fuck it as soon as you can show me how the dog is going to spend that money i'll pay it mm. all right dogs are gone then for whatever reason, Dave Coulier, you know, so now I'm a weekend, I'm starting to uh, email and text people, you know, hey, it's coming up, uh, you, you good to go, do you need anything? Out of everybody, um, uh, Dave Coulier didn't respond. Um, he may be busy, I know that Dave has had a very busy year, and I was emailing and texting and he, and he didn't respond, so um, situational hand farting was now out. It was a blow <laughs> to me, I've lost dogs, and I've lost situational hand farting, but I have Kevin Pollock and I have Trumpet Kid. I'm good. This is this the is way strong. we, this is the way, right. I, I thought, I think it is. Yeah, Trumpet, solid. Trumpet and, and, uh, and Christopher Walken, I'm good. So then the day before the bit that I'm gonna go in and do this, no, two days, two days before, Kevin Pollock texts me. And he said, he opened it with, sorry, buddy, I've been called to New York today. I have to be there tomorrow for Mrs. Maisel. I'm out. No, he said, Mark, I don't know how to tell you this. 
that's horrible. That's why I couldn't do the walking. So go ahead. <laughs> so now, now I have a 15 year old kid who plays the trumpet. That's what I got. That's what I'm left with. Not oh. even a dog and pony show. It's just I, a pony show. I, it's, it's, it's not even a fucking pony. I would have loved to have had a pony. I got, a, tr I got a kid who plays trumpet. So, look, if you do live morning tele or radio, you're used to thinking on your feet. And, and in this particular case, I had a full day, a full day to get ready for this. And most radio people, you have to think on your feet within seconds. When something falls apart, you got to fill the hole. So I get the idea, Eric. Eric had worked with me on Mark in the Morning. I was so deeply impressed. And I thought maybe we can throw something there. So I call Eric and I told him everything I just told you. And so I said, you know, since, and, and I think that maybe I can go with, you know, since Kevin Pollock fell out and he couldn't be here today, uh, I'm going to go to my good buddy, and then, you know, figure out which celebrity voice Eric does as to who the, the voice will be. And Eric says, great, let's talk it through. Now, full disclosure, you said, Kevin Pollock's out, so I'm going to my number two. <laughs> and you're it. Hey, so I Eric. Didn't hear, I didn't hear Dave Coulier's name until today, folks. And, and Eric, you should be <laughs> proud and happy that you're number fucking two. No, I know, I know. I'm sure. <laughs> you know what? This, hey, fun fact, fun fact. Yeah. I am a St. Clair Shores native, as is Dave Coulier. Well, we both grew up in the same hometown. So. Then maybe I should have gotten you to ask him why he didn't respond to me. I could have. I didn't know that until right now. Can I tell a quick two-minute story or no? Yes. So when I was in high school, I was working at a drugstore, kind of like an Eckerd's probably you would relate to, but it was called uh, Arbor Drugs in Detroit. There was an Arbor Drugs next to a Burger King in St. Clair Shores, Michigan. There was a BMW 5 Series there with its hazards lights on in the drive through I'm like, what's going on there? I was just coming over for a break for lunch. Uh, I go to the counter. I look over. I'm like, that's Dave Coulier. <laughs> He's ordering food because his car <laughs> broke down in the drive through So we were over at the soda machine, at the, at the pop machine, as they say in Michigan. Yes. And I said, Dave Coulier. <laughs> you know, I got my drugstore smock, you know, uniform on. Nice entrance, like, yeah. His body language is like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> this kid. I, my car is broken down. I don't want to talk to some kid. I said, hey, I, I really like, can I talk to you about uh, voiceover? <laughs> <laughs> He goes, he goes, he goes, let's, uh, I mean, this is like, you know, full house was at its zenith, right? Right. So he goes, let's go out on the, uh, you know, they had a playground kind of like McDonald's does right. at the time. Right. He goes, let's go over on the playground and have lunch. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> so I thought, I thought it was going to get shooed away, right? Oh, sure. He goes, let's just not make a scene here at the, yeah. at the drink fountain. Let's, uh, <laughs> so we went out there and on the back of a burger king bag we talked for 20 minutes he was so nice couldn't wow, be nicer wow yeah he wrote down brillstein's address for me he told me you got to do wow, this you got to wow. take improv classes all this stuff and i'm like 17 freaking years old so like wow. you know 
the inception of what I do. It's just like I credit him a lot with that whole yeah. like this can and, be done. And, and, le- and let me say this, um, Dave Coulier, when he came in to Mark and Brian and he did that situ- uh, situational hand farting by request, it was one of the funniest things I had ever seen. And he is salt of the earth, a good guy. I defend yeah. Dave uh, for not getting back because he has had a crazy year. There's been a lot yes. going on in his life. And um, so I, 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 I don't judge. I do love him. I've always yeah. loved him and I always will. Uh, and so I, that kind of story doesn't surprise somebody like you who knew him. Yeah. Who I, oh, him. oh no, yeah. absolutely not. Because that's who yeah. he, that's who he is and was just one of the good ones as they yes. say. So I call up Eric and, and Eric says, I- I'm here. What do you, what do you want to do? And there are certain voices that Eric did for me on Mark in the morning that I just loved. And so I, I told Eric, so I, I, since I lost all this, you know, maybe I could come to you as to be the person who's going to introduce my announcement. And so, sure. and this is the part I love. And this is the part of this process that hasn't changed. Eric and I started immediately throwing jokes back and forth on the phone. We did it for like 10 minutes. And the initial problem is that all of the jokes that Eric was coming out with were jokes about the book. And I had to say, no, no, Eric, no. When we do this bit, the audience is not yet going to know that there is a book. Right. And then, and then he said, okay, got it. I finally, my computer finally came online. I'm, I'm dealing with Windows but, 7. But no, right? mine finally, <laughs> because after we hung up, my computer finally came on because the jokes that Eric was throwing were strong. And so it became clear to me that this comedy bit that we're going to do is where the, the announcement that I've written a book should be revealed and so that changed the parameter. So I get Eric back on the phone. Now we start throwing jokes back and forth based on that. It took five minutes. I then told Eric, and this is the standard process, once we had several solid jokes, I said, let me hammer out a V1 version one for you ignorant fucking stupid rednecks. <laughs> version one. And I said, now send it. (laughs) So I banged it out. It took, you know, 20 minutes. I sent it to Eric. He put in three uh, new additions. I put those in and then I started polishing. Boom. And it was funny. Um, Now I can equate this to the process that is and the reason that it still is is because it works we had a great comedy bit ready for Heidi and Frank the fact that I wrote a book will be revealed in the comedy bit and I felt I started reading it incessantly the night before because I was so excited then as Kevin Pollack Dave Coulier and the yapping dogs had done to me so did Eric he texted me the next morning and he said, dude, I feel terrible. Which, by the way, is exactly the way Kevin Pollack opened oh. his email. Uh, Eric said, I have COVID. I can't do it. 
I feel really shitty. And I said what I should have said, which is, Eric, it's just a comedy bit. Take care of yourself, which I didn't mean a fucking word of that. <laughs> this, this whole thing has fallen apart. I have a 15-year-old kid that plays the trumpet still. That's all I got. And Eric's got COVID. So it became the bit that was. It was a Murphy's Law Wednesday morning for you. At, it, uh, dude, I, I mean, I've been beat up before. This was brutal. And listen to me thinking about myself. Eric has COVID. Let's stop for one quick second. How was the COVID? Uh, it seemed intense for a short time. Yeah, well, the period of time where this was happening, the, the first two days of it included that Wednesday morning where I was just out wrecked yeah where you're just like somebody beat me up and did you get the license plate number of that you yeah. know yeah like that's how it felt just wrecked body aches chills fever low fever it wasn't bad and a chest congestion and cough and then after those two days chest congestion cough it stayed the same i'm like why is this not you know usually there's an arc when you have a sinus infection or right. a cold or whatever right. and this was just constant like day eight day nine day ten i'm like positive 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 like this is driving me insane so finally day 11 or whatever yesterday <laughs> negativo <laughs> i was i was like holla freaking you hallelujah um yeah it was it was bad on a, on a scale of one to ten ten being the worst rate your experience first two days it was a eight out of ten bad wow now I'm sure that's exaggerated because we we know what COVID was like in the beginning before right. uh, there was any help for it. The, the rest of it was fine. I was fine. It just everybody was like, "Stay away, go down." Like I was in the yeah. bedroom downstairs. This you know? thing, this thing, it seems to Sucks. hit people in different ways at different times. Some people it lays them out. Other people, ah, eh, you know, it was a yeah. minor cold kind of thing. It felt a little worse than when I got the, because uh, I did Pfizer twice and then a Moderna booster. The Moderna booster felt sort of like this felt for a shorter period of time. Right. This was two days and a little bit worse than that feeling. That's all I can compare it to. The body aches, the chills, the fatigue, and all that. All right. So now. Anyway. Um, you know. But uh, I was in good company with my the cancellations list you had. <laughs> Well, I could have Those sent people. the dogs over, but it would have been five hundred bucks an hour per dog. I didn't think you'd want that, no. so I didn't. I didn't call you. I played trombone. I could have maybe I could have compensated and, and did that, a duet. That would have been trumpet. that would have been better than what I had. Um, so I also bring this up when you guys get the book, whether it's the 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 physical printed book or the audio book or ebook. Um, I open the book with the preface where I talk about the state of radio. Uh, where it was when I first got into it and where it is today. And I bring this up because there are two people sitting here talking to you now that have been deeply affected because the state of radio currently is not using uh, people like myself and Eric um, because they don't need it. And I'll explain in the book why that is. But my phone no longer rings and Eric's has slowed um, and that's just the, yeah, that's just the state of the business. Um, but I, I can equate 
not being able to do this radio bit to uh, an analogy of a vacation, and I'll explain. Uh, so a, a dad, he's planning the family vacation for his kids and his wife, and he calls the hotel, he books the airlines, then he books all the things they're going to do, the bike tour and this and that, and he's excited about the vacation, and the kids are excited, and the wife, everybody's excited, and then the day before, the whole thing gets canceled. And it's that empty feeling. Oh. It's the exact, it, for me, it is a mental pain to have comedy gold and we can't do it. It really does affect you in that kind of way. And, but you got to keep things in perspective because let's say the vacation went on as planned, but you rented an RV. <laughs> <laughs> Could be worse. Could be worse. You know it's going downhill no matter what. <laughs> All right. So. I, 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 I realized later, we're going to do it anyway. We wrote it. We prepared for it. Let's do right. it. So hate wasting jokes. You're just like me. You can't. And we're not going to. Um, so what I was going to do is now what I'm about to get into is what we call the setup. And the setup is basically giving the audience the parameters for what you're about to hear. And also know that when we go to Eric, he's obviously on Zoom. He would normally be on the phone. The script basically says he's on the phone. So just try to make it in your head that he's on the telephone. But I'm right. gonna give you the setup right here in a second, and then we're gonna move into the bit that would have been on Heidi and Frank that morning at KLOS. Eric, are you ready? I am ready. And by the way, in morning radio, this never happens. There's never a, a rehearsal. You don't have time. You're doing yeah. four hours of entertainment every single day. You're lucky that you've got a script and rehearsal is ridiculous. Eric and I had three days and then it didn't happen. So, <laughs> But sometimes the flying by the seat of the pants gets the best There's, there's no question. Right? Some, sometimes yeah. when stuff happens uh, spontaneously, it's so funny you can't write it. All right. So here's the bit that was, then it wasn't, now it is again. The setup. So so guys, I, I had a big plan for coming in and making my big announcement. I had Dave Coulier, I had Kevin Pollack. Kevin was gonna come in and do uh, Christopher Walken. And quite literally, all of that fell apart. And so I started thinking, you know, what do I have that can help me with this big announcement? And to help me introduce the announcement is another very, very good friend of mine. And I'm, of course, speaking of Matthew McConaughey. He is on the phone. Good morning, Matthew. Hey, good morning to you, my bulging radio mastodon. How the hell are you, man? Matthew, I'm, I'm good. And I'm, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm really excited to share my big news today. Oh, yes, sir. We're, we're all on the very edge of our existence to hear that crap. Now, <laughs> now, now Matthew, I, 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 did you remember that I asked you to introduce my big announcement for me? Oh, wait, wait a minute. You, you want me to announce your announcement? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, yeah. that actually sounds 10 times dumber than when I say it out loud like yeah, that. Sorry that. Does your big announcement have anything to do with the, the book you wrote? Well, Matthew, it doesn't anymore, does it? You you literally just told everybody that I've written a book. Oh, listen, I, I have to tell you, my asshat of the airwaves, I cracked open your book last night and there's nothing 
but a whole bunch of words in there. <laughs> well, but but Matthew, see, that's usually what a book is. Yes, sir. I read a bit of it, and uh, you might want to consider taking some of those words out. Uh, <laughs> I was expecting a think and do, or maybe a word scramble or yeah, something, yeah. but it, it was just a bunch of stupid words. Yeah. yeah. And hey. I couldn't find the connect the dots section. Right. I, I, I do love a good challenge, my Motorola motor mouth. No, Matthew, it's it's pretty much like you said. It's just a whole bunch of words. Which is beyond stupid, my macaroni thespian. No, I think you meant to say Marconi, Matthew. Oh, no, thank you, my friend. I, I'm trying to lay off the sweets. <laughs> hey, uh, David Letterman's over here, and uh, we've been smoking a whole bunch of pot. We're, we're higher than Mariah Carey's ego right now. Uh. Hang on, Mark. Dave, Dave wants to talk to you. No, no, no. Matthew, wait. Wait just a minute. Uh, hey, uh, Mark, it's uh, it's your friend Dave. And uh, Matthew spoke out of turn there. I just uh, want to say something. I I'm not smoking anything at the moment. <laughs> uh, really, Dave? Uh, yes. As far as you know, I was simply invited by Woody Harrelson, along with Matthew, to come out to Woody's place in Maui and pick some macadamia nuts. <laughs> nuts. Good one, Dave. Yeah, so Paul Schaefer's there with you, Dave? Yes, and uh, not sure if you knew this, uh, Mark, but uh, Paul's had some tough luck since I left the Late Show. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, he's uh, he's been staying at my house, uh, living inside of a hollowed-out baby grand piano. <laughs> oh, it's quite spacious, Dave. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Mark, did, did you hear about the guy who uh, who pulled his entire toilet out of the bathroom floor and dug uh, down about 50 feet? Uh, no, I didn't hear about that, Dave. Yeah, he, he found your career. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's rich. David, let good me. Good one, Dave. You got him real good. David, hey, let, shut up, Paul. Let shut me up. talk to Matthew. Let's let me talk to, to Matthew. Oh, hold on. Hold, uh, we're going to fumble the phone here. That's what it says in the dang script. <laughs> <clears throat> what, what do we do next, Mark? I got, I'm following directions. Uh uh, hey Mark, is is Johnny Johnny Depp here? Oh, hey um, li Listen, I was in bed reading your book last night, and I I fell asleep because there was nothing about your book that I liked. But <laughs> but then Amber, my dear Amber, came to bed, and I I assume she found your book because let me see, how should I put this? I'm going to need another copy, as, as it were. Uh, th this one smells a bit, and it's, it's not the, the rancid right here. <laughs> Johnny, please let me just talk to Matthew. Oh, be warned, Mark. Uh, Trump is here, and he wants a word with you. No, I, I just want to talk to Matthew. Yes, hello, Mark. It's Donald Trump. President 45, your favorite, favorite president, the likes of which the world has never seen That's before. That's true, yes. Listen, I read your book, Mark, and frankly, it's going to be huge. I mean, huge. You got to believe me, okay? It's not the art of the deal, but it's it's nice. It's nice. I mean, this thing is going to go nuclear. Trust me. I'm never wrong about these things, Mark. Right. Believe me. Right. Off the charts. Huge. Huge. Donald, please, please give the phone back to Matthew. Huge. Just oh, how sweet it is, my mediocre microphone master blaster. Matthew, <laughs> listen, I, 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 we've run out of time. I guess I, I need to go, and I guess thank you, supposedly. Hey, hey if you don't want to put a connect the dots in your book, that, that there's this book game that everybody's loving. It's called Suck a Doo Doo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, check, check out my radio dial douchebag. Listen, Matthew, thank you so much for the time.
Right, before final printing, uh, you should look into a uh, hemp paper stock. Uh -huh. uh, you, you'd be less likely to rip one of those precious pages picked from your thought-provoking personal prose by mistake. Yeah, very thoughtful of him, Matthew. Thank you very much. All right, all right, all right. My warbler of the written word, I will talk to you <laughs> tomorrow. Eric Harthen, everybody. Hey, hey ooh, hey, you know, hey, uh, pull the string. You never know what comes out. <laughs> you know um that was excellent well i mean that's that's and, and eric for me for me th there will never you will never top first of all what percentage of your house payment in, in the last four years was made because of your donald trump oh all of it yeah yeah, yeah. and and paying to principal too <laughs> it, look you're but no it was it was a it was a nice uh chunk of uh time there well i mean but sure. look for a guy who does what you do and donald trump was gold because every day he did or said something that puts money in your pocket yes there was an arc to it i mean there were times where i feel like I'm, i was going are, are people burned out because it is so polarizing like some shows everybody approached it differently some people will do the I'll, I'll do the bit but we won't talk politics we'll just make fun of his you know narcissism and whatever yeah or some people were real wonky and it was like a news talk situation and we were talking about everything politics news of the day there were there was a spectrum of how do we treat this and some shows like you know some shows are like oh we don't even discuss we don't even know go there well the rule of thumb that you're taught early in broadcast is that you never talk about politics you never talk about religion because mm -hmm. those two topics it's polarizing 50 percent of the people will love what you say 50 percent will hate you for saying it and radio so you just, shows and thanksgiving dinner <laughs> <laughs> so so you just you're taught to to and and see I get that if you're doing a terrestrial, which is local radio, if you're doing a local radio show, I get the idea of making fun of his hair and his lips and his mannerisms yeah. and not getting into the politics because you're going to make some people happy and piss the others off. So you stay in the middle. Yes. It's a smart. Like, and I, some, of the, some of the people that I talk to have the best sense of humor are, are, happen to be very conservative. Yeah, but we somehow because of that sense of humor that that's what links us because I'm not always sharing the same political views of everybody I talk to, but I know what I dial it into a certain way that I know it's not going to offend him, but we do have fun with it. Like I I can make fun of you know my dear son Eric you know he 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 tries God bless him but you know he 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 sends me these these Father's Day cards every year, you know, written in crayon. Happy birthday, Daddy. God love, you know, he's trying. He's trying. He's like, Dad, I would have flushed all those documents down the toilet if you would have told me. I would have done anything. But God bless him. He tries. He really does. So it's like, I'm making fun of Eric being stupid, but I'm still funny to the Trump supporter right crowd. no absolutely right. and that is a so you perfect, do this dance you yeah. do this balance and, and so. that is a perfect example there was nothing offensive about you didn't state yeah. a political stance you simply were dealing with what was in the news 
and right. you weren't judging it. You were that was hysterical and a wonderful example of of the road you have to dance on sometimes. Yes, like I couldn't make too much fun of Melania. Yeah, that was like that was almost like almost like talking about a favorite kid. You know, like. I, I would talk about her like, oh, you know what? I, I heard her last night. She was in her room crying. And I tell you know, that that's funny. But <laughs> if I talked about something like I could get away with more stuff about Nancy Pelosi than I could with why? Melania. I, I'm interested in why. I don't know. Well, like, for, for example, Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul, has had a rough week. Yeah. Um, yes. So, <laughs> Now it's not funny, and I and I do Joe Biden too. God love you. You yeah. know. Let me let, let, let me tell you something. Here's the deal, f- folks. Look, 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 man. Here's it. Come on, man. Come on. The whisper. The whisper. Um, I can't make it funny when Biden says it, but I can make it funny when Trump's talking about. You know, and I just it's almost this insincere. And I want to before we start the bit, Mark. I just want to wish. The Pelosi family, well, because they've had a tough week. They've had a very tough week. Uh, you know, Paul, Paul, he tried. God bless him. He tried to, uh, you know, do you know who I am at the, the traffic stop? And it didn't work. It didn't work very strongly. And, you know, in some circles, you know, organized crime circles, they call him Paulie the Fish, you know, because he likes to. He, he likes to. So that's like, even, even if somebody's a recovering, you know, I have people laughing on the other end. You know what I mean? Like they can appreciate, hey, we're having fun. And so you got to do that dance. And I feel like I've gotten better at that over time. It's just the balance. Let me ask you this. Now, obviously, when you and I were working together, I knew word for word what you were going to say. Do you sometimes do bits for a radio show where they have no idea where you're going with it? Yes. Well, here's the most guidance I'll give them, as I'll say, Ask me whatever, but include these five questions. Right. Right. And that gives us a little, like, lead me through it. Almost like a comedian would come on your show sure. and say, hey, ask me about this. Ask me, sure. lead me into this. Sure. So that makes it organic and free-flowing, but we sort of have a loose guide of bullet points. Now, Eric, you know. But some people are like, you know, just give me a script. You know, I mean, it. Now, I I want to tell you this because this you need to know for those of you that may consider hiring Eric, one of his abilities. This was when I was doing Mark in the Morning and when uh, Bruce Jenner decided to transition. And Eric had to learn Bruce Jenner's voice, or I should say Caitlin's voice, overnight. He spent six hours the night before learning it, and then he slayed the room the next day with Caitlyn Jenner. It's one of his uh, superpowers. And the reason I bring it up is because Eric does his voice work for conventions, whatever the the setting would be where you Mm -hmm. might need a celebrity voice, he does that. Corporate events, you like a 10-minute icebreaker at the beginning of a meeting or a convention, workshop, seminar, what have you. And and I do 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 that. Yeah, he'll do them. He'll pre-record them. He'll do them on the phone. He'll do it live. It's whatever you you want him to do. But to me, what if you had the CEO of the company that you work for who has a very pronounced voice and you give Eric some clips of that? Imagine how funny that would be to the corporate crowd to have some really – x-rated jokes 
told <laughs> by him in his voice and that's what what eric does now and it, it it brings your your ceo too like let's say they're at the lectern at this thing they're off the hook because they're just playing straight guy right and i'm either i'm there behind the scaffolding in a microphone or i'm on the phone in the banquet room or whatever and i'm i'm telling all the dirty stuff and this guy's getting the credit for oh my gosh right. john that was so funny <laughs> you, you look great and you win and i and you and the pressure's off because nobody can accuse you of i can't believe you did that material well, well donald trump actually did the material you know uh, well look you're eric Look, I've told you this, and I know that right now this particular character is not putting money in your pocket because he's no longer prevalent. But in my mind, in my world, you will never, ever top. And the reason I say this is because it's not only spot on, but you're doing two people at the same time. Your David Letterman slash Paul Schaefer is oh. top shelf for this guy. Well, I appreciate that. He's, he's kissing up, Paul. Ah, I noticed. I noticed, Dave. Um, I loved it. Doing the back and forth. You, you know, like Phil Hendry. You know what I mean? That, that was where I first saw that being done. Amazing. It, it just the, I was like, that's how fast you got to be able to do it, like with your eyes closed, not right. thinking about it. Right. So I would practice. You know, at first it was Bill Clinton, Al Gore. What, what's going on, Al? Well, I don't know, sir. I'm really nervous. <laughs> uh, why, why are all these people coming in the office? I'm not sure. So that was like the first inception of that. Then it was Paul and Dave. Then uh, Trump and Mike Pence. You needed something, sir? Okay, Mike, go get me a Diet Coke, okay? The guy interrupts all the time. Tremendous interrupting. He's a huge kiss-ass, believe me. Um... I love I love the the back and forth is so much fun, um, and then so the guy that replaced Mike Pence now that he's gone, is Mike's Mike uh, Lindell because he's the new kiss ass. Oh, Mr. President, Mr. Rightful President, I can't tell you if you guys order right now and use promo code stolen election, I'll give you Giza sheets plus two pillows for the price of one if you use promo code. You know. He just cut out of nowhere. Mike, Mike the pillow guy. That's enough plugging, okay? Look at the self-plugging. I can't believe it so strongly. Yeah, you're, I give you're, him credit though. He's a, he's a marketer. Your Trump is your Trump is the best I've heard, Eric. I've I've heard a bunch of guys doing it, but that's the yeah. it's the best I've heard. I had so much fun, Mark, when I was doing Caitlin. Can I tell you? I watched so many hours. I am I am emotionally scarred from watching so much Kardashian footage, can I tell you? You know, whether it was Kendall or Kylie or Carlos or any of my children. <laughs> hey, Sometimes I was so mad that I had a pencil skirt on when we did it on the air. I don't remember that. Now, um, I didn't want you to see how the sausage was made, but you understand. Look, the, 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 the one for me, and every time Eric and I did this bit, it was always the same bit. And it was funny to me every single time. The jokes would change a little bit, but the scenario was always the same. Whenever yeah. Tom Brady would call me, and we would <laughs> we would open with Giselle, which was Gina, right. and Gina was so I mean uh, Giselle was so excited. Oh, hello, Tom, Tommy! Yeah, oh, hello, I, Tommy. I, I'm making scones today. 
and, and then oh, she would run off to great. make the scones and is and, and, and of Tom. Oh, honey, thank you. I can't wait. And as soon as Giselle was gone, Mark, please, Mark. you have to get me out of here. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny every fucking time. Yeah. And you remember we made sometimes it's the simplest premise. You know when we did. Um, other uh, famous quarterback. Somebody. Colts. Who am I thinking? Why he? I'm just. Why am I? I have his name in my head. It's gone. Right. Well, we had a guy call from Riverside. I was like, "How are things in Riverside?" Oh, Peyton Manning. Peyton. Peyton. Why yeah, yeah, I, yeah, oh yeah. my gosh! I had a brain fart. Both of you did. Wow. And hey, you didn't help taking, anything out. I was thinking it was Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I started taking Prevagen this morning. It hasn't kicked in yet. <laughs> All right, well, oh, yeah. Jesus. Look. Okay, sorry. But anyway, uh, that was fun. Organic is always the best. When, when people call up and that it's just magic, right? Lightning in a bottle. So... Um, here's what I wanted all of you to know is that Eric does this and Eric's bottom line has taken a hit. Entertainment radio is corporate now and they just are not using people like Eric, myself, and the many. It's one of the reasons that so much talent has moved over to podcasting is because radio just doesn't hire anymore. And uh, Eric, uh, you know, he's got kids and a wife and a mortgage and all those things. So I wanted you guys to know that Eric is out there and if you ever need uh, this kind of talent, he will work directly with you. Eric has the ability to get things written if you don't write. He's a full service package. Boy, that sounded weird. Ooh, yeah. 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 Sorry, Eric. That's right. My, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, down, baby. Eric, where can people find you? And Eleni, let's post this on um, MNL Studios on the website in case you guys can't write this down. Where can people find you to employ you to do hilarity for them? They can, um, they can simply call 844-4-VOICES. And I don't, I have to look at my phone to tell you what the numbers are, but 8444 voices, you can leave a message. Mm -hmm. You can also go to ericharthen.com. That's probably the easiest way. E-R-I-C-H-A-R-T-H-E-N.com. Yeah. Uh, and if you, if you call and hire me now. Oh God. He took his shirt. This t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> he just took his shirt off and I had to watch it. Oh my God, Eric! Uh, said that this doesn't re scream desperation, does it? <laughs> oh boy! Uh, and and again, it's one of his abilities to like if you had a specific voice of your CEO or whoever it is, he can learn those overnight and and smoke it for you. Um, so take a look, and we will post that on mnlstudios.com so that if you want to reach out, he will help you, Eric. Uh, Here's my colors, Tom Brady. Here's my colors, baby. Oh, right. very nice, Tom. Very <laughs> nice. Yes. Eric, as always, you always pick up the phone when I call, which is shocking to me that you would you would still do that. Uh, but Anytime. it's always, always appreciated, and I've always had great respect for you. Thank you so much for this past week and for today. It's all reciprocated. Reciprocal. <laughs> reciprocally. Yeah, back to you. Back to you, Mark. You're a tremendous individual. Did you get all that? Is that can we oh boy? I love the so glad that's that over with. All right, we're still on. 
<laughs> the feelings mutual. The feelings uh, mutual. Eric, the absolute best to you, my friend. We'll speak soon. We love you guys. Thank you, Eric. Right. Thank Bye. you. Bye-bye, Linda. Uh, so, to, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, to you know. That was a lot of fun. Well, I wanted I wanted to share with all of you kind of the behind the scenes because it's, you, you know, it's hard to believe that, but that's work for us. That's work, right? To sit on the phone and throw jokes back and forth to each other, and if you get a laugh, then you know that that's in, and that's the process. And then somebody writes it down, and then somebody edits it, and then people throw more jokes, and that's the process. And I love it, and I'll never get over it and that's why i really wanted to do that today we did it and i wanted it to be at least heard yeah and get a chance to speak with eric and maybe help him out because uh eric's livelihood uh is not what it was it's not what it was because radio's just not using it anymore all right so i've got a couple of things okay wait i uh before you started this day in history mm -hmm. there was a question asked in the chat in it from Richard in Redlands. Uh -huh. And his question is, will Mark be reading for the audiobook? Yes, yes. Um, let me tell you about the audiobook. Wait, 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 before we do that. Last January, when we were off and you were here mm -hmm. and I was I stayed in California, people, that's why I stayed in California because he was recording this audiobook and he could not have Walker and I making any kind of noises. Um, yeah, the moment uh, last year was 21. So the deadline for me, a self-set deadline for me, Laura Stringer and Michael Stringer, and Michael edited the book, was uh, New Year's Eve day. 1231, we lock the book. And I love deadlines because you start working a little quicker, a little faster, a little better, a little harder to hit that deadline. And we locked the book on New Year's Eve day and I read it again for the 5,000th time. And uh, I was moved and I didn't think of anything that we could do to change it or make it better. So then January, I think 4th, we locked it. And then January 4th, I flew back here to this studio and in this microphone, I recorded 10 hours of audiobook. It took a month to do just the initial version where we got all of the words in and then there's cleanup. You go back and repeat parts and cut parts. So the whole thing took about four months just for the vocals. Then there are certain times I'm telling a story about the Mark and Brian show in the audiobook and it's about a particular person or a, a guest on the show, we then drop clips of that moment from the Mark and Brian program into the audiobook. And then there are parts of the audiobook that are scored with music. We have worked on this for a year, and I'm very proud of it. And we're still doing some cleanup. Uh, but yes, I voice the audiobook. I knew based on the fact that some of you seem to like my voice, um, even in the state that it's in, I knew that I had to do that. I enjoyed doing that. It brought emotions and things out of me I didn't expect. So that will be available to you on December 6th. Yep. Um, and in, in between all that, you've got the, the construction people here 
So you'd have to run out there and tell them to be quiet. Oh, <laughs> it was, yeah, because I came back not just for that. They were laying carpet. And painting. And, and painting. So I was coordinating painting, carpeting, record audiobook. And everybody was good. I would tell them, I will let you know when I'm about to record. At that point, shut up. And then I'll tell you when I've stopped recording. And then you can be loud again. They were all great yeah. about it. Luckily for me, painting, very quiet. Yeah. Painting. Carpet, not so much. Right. Oh, and when the gardeners came, you'd have to go out there and tell them to leave. Oh, yeah. I was in the middle. <laughs> I was in the middle. And the guy who was blowing the patio had his big blower. I went out and I said, listen, stop making any noise. I can't have it. And I didn't even explain why. All right, there's one thing I'm going to share before we go. Uh, because that was a lot. Nick Cannon. Oh, come on. Leave Nick alone. Ten kids. Just leave him alone. Ten kids. He can't keep his dick in his pants. Okay, but the thing about this is that Nick Cannon's going to take care of all his children. Look, I love Nick. It's different if he was just, you know, whatever. But he takes care of all of his children. I'm not saying he did. You launched at me like I'm negative Nick Cannon. All I said was 10 kids. Mm-hmm. 10. That's right after nine, right before 11. <laughs> Good Lord. Um, all right, so I'll, I'll share this because it's finally out today. This Elton John, Britney Spears, and I have it. And I'm going to play it. Have you been... Now, this is this is very processed. I haven't heard the whole thing. The The bit that I heard is very processed. I feel like it's a little weak. Does Have that, you heard it? Yeah. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, this thing that he did with D Dua Lipa, mm -hmm. that's fantastic. Right. I haven't heard anything from this yet that makes me say fantastic. Right. But I'm going to share. This is Elton John. This is... <clears throat> A combination of Tiny Dancer with elements of The One and Don't Go Break In My Heart. And Britney, I guess, is somewhere in here. Well, let's find out. And it's called... What? Hold Me Closer. Okay, Hold Me Closer. Here is, out today, brand new, Elton John, Britney Spears.
Well, I mean, it's far from offensive. Right, and you know, maybe it'll grow on me. Well, there's the, the main thing is there's just, you can't even tell Britney's there. You can in some parts. But I will tell you, and I love this about Elton, Elton loves the people that he loves, and he loves Britney Spears. Yeah. And I think he's trying to help her. Well, who doesn't love Britney Spears? I don't, yeah, I love her fine. Um, so this is going to be everywhere for a little oh, while. Oh, this morning when I asked Alexa to play the hits, that was the first song they played. Yeah. And then in the middle of it, I said, Alexa, louder, and she turned it fucking off. <laughs> well, you need to reboot Alexa. The, oh, the what's fuck happening? Is that? Don't forget, we got birthdays. No, no, no. I didn't do that. Oh. This thing needs to be shut down. Oh. Um, so you're going to hear that kind of everywhere. Uh, for a while. I don't think this has legs like the Elton Dua Lipa. That's a fantastic piece of music. This is fine. Uh, this will be hot in the clubs, Yeah, one would think, Yeah, for a while. It just doesn't have the legs. Yeah. All right. Are you ready for birthdays? or? Uh, yes, I am ready for birthdays. Oh, you want to go right to it? No, we can't. We've got quite a few. Oh. All right. So you're ready to go? Yeah. All right. Good luck. Well, you're pausing it, so there's no big deal. Good luck. Okay, thanks. You haven't done it in a while. I know. A lot of big words in here. You're guaranteed uh, to fuck it up. There were a couple, but you're, I just you're, decided you're, not to set, try to say them. Guaranteed to fuck it up. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you, next week I'm going to do dog day stuff. I didn't get to it because uh, Eric went forever with that hysterical Trump. God, that's funny. All right, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, here we go. I'm going I'm, I'm to do it. I'm right, 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 right. All right. So are you stable on your feet? Or? Uh, I am, right. as of today. Here we go. On 8-12, Justin turned 43. On 8-21, Daniel turned 43. We got a lot of young people today, except for this next one. He's old as fuck. On 823, the husband of old mom from OC turned 74. Jesus. Old mom forgot to tell me her husband's name. Doesn't matter. He's 74. Yeah, he doesn't, God love you. He doesn't know it. On 824, Dr. Dell from Santa Clarita turned 58. 825, Mary C. turned 50. 826, which is today, Stephanie from Long Beach is turning 39. And on 827, Ronald Scott is turning 51. Keep pounding, Ronald. <laughs> bark, 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 bark. Happy birthday, everybody. All right. Uh, so, as I said, we're going to be here for about a month, and then we're back to California, but we will find a way that we will be doing this podcast from there because there's lots of information that has to be dealt with and you will hear it. I didn't get to dog stuff. You didn't get to most of this stuff. Yeah, I wanted to I wanted to do that thing with Eric and I loved uh, it. It was minute. awesome. So, uh, we'll be back in here next Friday. I'll have a little more time to... Guys, I gotta tell you, it, you know, shit 
66 uh, and this traveling back and forth. And I mean, I'm just now kind of back to myself after three days. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. Pussy. Well, I've been so busy. Because like, you know, I have to get up in the middle of the night and give Linda her medication and change her intravenous bag. <laughs> what the fuck? But, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm progressing nicely. Don't worry about me. Mm-hmm. Just worry about Linda because she's on her last fucking legs here. Uh, everybody go. Have a great week. We'll see you back in here Friday. Bye, y'all.